I'm not mad, I'm just bored And everything I do is only because There's nothing much else for me to do And that includes you All right, episode number 58. This is Bill and Dave's Excellent Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Bill and Dave Show, Facebook.com slash The Bill and Dave Show. We've got, uh, this is this is a fun one. I always love when we get uh, Chicago people, and I'm going to say Chicago person because she's from Chicago. We got uh, actress, improviser, Lisa Linky on the phone. Lisa, thank you so much for doing the show. Thank you. Lucky number fifty-eight. Yeah. Yeah. So it's uh, yeah, it it fifty-eight. It's it's not a lot, but we try and uh, we we look for quality, not quantity. So that's what no. we go for. I think that's amazing. You know, most people start a podcast, and by number four, they're like, "This is exhausting." So I say, "Awesome, more power to you." Oh, right thank now. you. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, so so you, if, if you're into web series, you've definitely seen Lisa, that's for sure. Uh, she's a regular on Successful People. She created Dog Moms, which I think is hilarious. My favorite, I love Rick and Len Fix Shit. I think it's just the funniest thing. Uh, <laughs> fix Shit in Your House. It's just, uh, I, I just, I crack, I can't even watch it without without laughing. What, um, it's a fun one. I can't, I can't wait to get into some of this, but, but first, uh, so you, Let's. You're you're out in L.A. right now, right? Yeah, I live here now. I've been. It'll be five years this May. Yeah, five years. But uh, you're you're from Illinois. Are you from Chicago or like outside of Chicago or Southern Illinois? Where where exactly? I was born. I was born in Champaign, um, which is downstate where the university is. But I lived in Chicago for about. 14, 15 years before I moved to L.A. So I feel like Chicago is my home. Um, and every time I get back to Illinois, I stay a few days in Chicago before I go down to visit my family in Champaign, and then a few days in Chicago on my way out um, back to L.A. So um, Chicago is still kind of my heart. Sure. sure. That's good. We like to hear that. We like to hear that. So, um, Yeah, it's such a great city. I mean, ugh, it's, it's hard to leave that city. I'll tell you, that. I'll tell you what. Yeah, that's, that's, it's awesome. I love the fact that, that uh, you have a background in improv because uh, being an I.O. alum, I just have, I have, there's just a, a, just a fascination with that, with that whole art form that I have and, and you've yeah. done it all. I mean, you second city, IO, the annoyance, uh, you've done it all. Yeah. Um, wh- like what got you into improv? How did, how did you get into that? Yeah. So when I was getting my graduate degree, uh, at U of I, I was, um, <laughs> I, there was an ad in the daily Illini that this woman was starting an improv group and I was like, okay. Um, I thought, oh, this will be a nice way to just kind of relieve stress from studying. And I went and I immediately fell in love with it. I had seen people do improv when I was living two years prior to that in Atlanta and loved it. Um, but when I, we started doing it, I was just like, oh, this is home. This is, this is me. And so I graduated with my <laughs> MBA and my master's in human resources and started consulting for Deloitte and Touche, which tells you how old I am because now it's just Deloitte, um, up in Chicago. And uh, by day I was a consultant, and by night I was an improv student. And, you know, 
I was getting better at being a consultant almost overnight because my communication skills were improving. And so in the summer of 2001, I promoted myself to full-time actor um, and the pay and benefits are terrible, but I am more happy than I have ever been. And I've I've been full-time since then. So we're coming up this year will be 17 years, which is great. Now, now, did you take the classes or did you just audition for teams right out, right out of the gate when you came into Chicago? No. So I was studying. I was, I was at Second City before Second City even had, like, classroom space. So I um, was doing, gosh, what, um, we were at St. Alphonsus on the third floor with no elevator in, like, old classrooms. That's where I went through A through E. I started off um, A through E program. And then while I was in the conservatory, I was also in the sketch writing program. And then kind of midway through that, I started IO as well. And then after that, I was at Annoyance. Then all the while, um, after my class, we kind of graduated from level E. We, we applied to be an incubator at the playground. And so um, my team, we were at the playground for like 10 years. It was really fun. That's awesome. Now, and this is what I love about improv. I would assume, is it safe to say that you still are in contact with quite a few of the people you came up with through, through whether they're in oh, improv or yeah. not, you know? Those are the majority, the majority of my friends. Absolutely. The majority of my friends are improvisers. Most of the people out here, there's a huge Chicago community out here. And most of the connections that I have out here, at least for the first year, were all improv related. I've worked really hard to kind of make friends are not Chicago people. Sure, sure. Um, and now I have a nice community of actors as well. But I mean, it's just such a lovely, wide, varied community. Um, yeah, I mean, my my best friends are improvisers. That's that's awesome. That's awesome. So like, yeah, uh, I'm sure you had the same experience as well. Oh yeah, yeah. And I always say like, I loved it, and I have so much respect for the people that that did it, and maybe they don't do it now, or they're still they're still doing it, they're still performing. It's just uh, yeah. It's 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 kind of like a camaraderie that you know you you have with people, just a connection that you know we didn't go at the same time, but it's just something you could talk about. That uh, it's kind of like you're in a club, you know. <clears throat> yeah, it really is. It's it's a way to just kind of you know I I do say to my um, when I'm hanging out with Chicago people here, it's a different way of hanging out. It's just kind of a, a relaxed feeling and going with the flow. Uh, you know, you just kind of, the laughs come easier and quicker. And um, not to say that other people aren't funny, but there's just something about improvisers that we just pick up on bits so much faster and we just exhaust those bits. <laughs> um, you know, and their point of view, you just kind of you love and cherish their point of view so much. Absolutely. You know, what's funny, too, is uh, I think one of the funniest things that uh, when I was doing research for this show, I caught a, a video online of, you doing a FaceTime improv with Lauren Lapkus. And Oh yeah. And I just thought and I don't know if you know Lauren or knew her at the time, but I do. Yeah, I, we're friends. I just thought, uh what a great I was just I was part of me was like, man, what a great idea. And the other part of me was angry I didn't think of doing something like that. Because uh Yeah. It, it was so well done. I, I when I when I clicked on the video on YouTube, you can look it up. We'll, we'll share the video too, because it's just I've never really seen Thank anything you. like it. But um it's uh it, th- that's something that you couldn't do if you didn't if you didn't do improv and the way you 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 went right into character and just uh it was just a great example of, of a great scene i thought i just and to do it over facetime is just hilarious yeah so there is a teacher at second city named kevin Rion, and he put that together and um he has a couple there's a couple of people doing it for a while and 
yeah, he got the production to, to you know, set it up so that we could do it. And uh, he invited Lauren and I, and we did it. I think I was in Chicago and she was already out here in LA. Um, but that was fun. And she's had so much great success through improv and her career is just kind of blown up. And it's been so fun to kind of just stay in touch with her. We had brunch the other day and we're just talking about, you know, we always talk about when we were at the playground and when we were doing shows, we were doing big yellow bus together at the playground. And when we went to San Francisco improv festival as, the Gil bus, like just kind of random fun, fun stuff. And improv is such a great, it is just such a great way to make friends. It, it is. It is. So at what point do you decide to make the move out to LA? Cause that's a scary move, especially from some, for somebody from the Midwest. Did you know somebody out it there is. or did you just say, I'm going to go try this? You know, I wanted to expand my film and TV work. And when I moved five years ago, there were only a few shows that shot in Chicago and I'd already had a co-star in Shameless. So for the most part, once you book a co-star, unless it's a recurring co-star, which there are very few of those, um, that's kind of it for that show. Yeah. You know, you can't really be on it again. And I just knew that I wanted a bigger market. You know, there are three casting agencies in Chicago and one of them didn't like me very much. (laughs) (laughs) I was really down to two and there's just, such a larger market out here and I really felt that it was time for me to move and I could not have been happier with my decision. That being said, it is a very difficult move. As we talked about earlier, it's so hard to leave Chicago. It's a, such a lovely community and you see your friends all the time at your theater or at rehearsal or whatnot and LA is kind of a different beast. So, <clears throat> um, you know, I'm five years this May and I feel like I'm finally hitting my stride here you know i really understand where i'm at where i'm going both literally when i'm on a freeway (laughs) i know metaphorically in my career and you know i just kind of knew that i had kind of peaked in chicago i was hitting the ceiling with who valued me um you know in the theaters and who could really help me escalate my career. So I moved and I, I, it was the right move for me. It's not the right move for everybody, but it was definitely the right move for me. And it's, it was very scary and still scary sometimes, you know, but um, it was, it was great for me. And I didn't, I had Chicago friends out here, but I didn't have a job in place and I didn't have a friend that I was like moving to be out here with. So I kind of had to start over from scratch. I had to find a place. I had to, you know, get representation out here. I had to find um, an acting studio. I had to kind of do it all. Well, wow, almost like start all over again. That's kind of yeah. crazy. Wow. Yeah, it feels like your credits don't transfer in a lot of ways. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, looking back, what do you, what do you think are, are, are maybe there's one or, or more? What are, what are some of the misconceptions about what's going to happen when you first move out to L.A.? I think there's a real big misconception that any job you get in LA pays for everything. And that's just not true. Sure. No. There are union rates for jobs. You have to be union to get those rates. And, you know, as you know, whatever you're earning in Chicago is, is amazing. When you book a union job, like when I booked that shameless co-star, I was like, Holy crap. I'm making, you know, $900 today. (laughs) Right. Right. You know, that's one day out of the year. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's, I think there's just a real um, kind of mysterious 
veil that kind of lives around this industry. And, you know, people in the industry kind of, um, what is the word I want to purport, but kind of promote that. Sure. You know, that falsehood that like, oh, you book a couple things and you're set. (laughs) No, there's just, you know, it's synchronized swimming. It looks very graceful up top, but underneath you are just like working so hard every day. Sure. Sure. I think that's kind of a big misconception. And I also think there's a misconception that it only happens for certain people. I don't agree with that at all. I think if you are willing to come out here and be humble and learn what you need to learn and improve and, you know, play in your pocket, then I think that there's always room for work. Um, so I, at kind of two ends of the spectrum, so I hope there's like some happy medium does that make sense yeah no absolutely and and well i mean you particularly you have you have a pretty wide skill set uh when you when you look at what you do i mean there's people that just act or, or maybe that just do improv or just do stand up when they go out there but i mean you you write you produce um so you have a yeah. lot of experience doing that stuff so that probably bodes well for you um you've been doing this a long time i i, I gotta think uh th- I, I love the fact the advances in technology that make make it maybe a little bit easier today to do a web series than it would have been, say, yeah. 10, 15 years ago. Um, I think yeah. that's awesome. I think it's great for, 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 uh, for creative people. Um, so w- when you did your first uh, web series, or, or maybe it was just yeah. w- one show that you put online, um, uh, how did you get? How did you get into that? Did you have to know somebody to do some research and how, how to shoot this and 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 how to block things yeah. out? Or because so, it's a lot different than performing on stage, you know, right? It really is. It really is, and it's such a different muscle and works your brain in so many different ways. And it's so helpful to produce something gives you such great perspective, you know. And and I I loved having produced my own web series because and my own shorts because. And when you get to a bigger set, that's kind of all it is. It's just a bigger set. It's the same mechanics that have to happen, just with bigger cameras, bigger sets, more expensive equipment, more people hired, better craft services. You know sure, what I mean? Like, sure. But the same thing has to happen in that you have to light it, you have to stage it, you have to film it, you have to record, you know, get sound. All of those things still take place. So when I co-created Rick and Len with my friend Robin Scott. You know, we knew we had these characters and we knew we wanted to create them. And then we had, um, I had kind of run into a friend just haphazardly who had said that he was looking to direct more. And he had a friend who did a lot of commercial, um, you know, like corporate uh, corporate work, you know, creating videos for companies, et cetera. And he's a great DP and editor. And so we all kind of sat down and, and talked about what we wanted and what they would want to do. And, you know, working with good people is the best thing in the world. And we had a great time when we became great friends. And we, you know, we shot most of those in my town home in Chicago. Really? And like, even <laughs> when we're ripping up carpet in my house, like, <laughs> you know, it was a real team effort. And um, it, it was just it was really fun to be that creative and to learn 
so much. I, I love that web series, not only for how fun and funny it is. I still love to watch it, but also how much I learned being a producer and being an actor and being a writer and a creator. And then, you know, on the editing side, it, you just learn. It's just invaluable to produce. I think everybody should produce their own stuff. Yeah. And, well, you get you get a little bit more creative control, too. And uh, but for, for me, I always would struggle and I struggle even with this with this podcast. It's like at some point I just got to, it is, it, it's going to be what it's going to be. And I'm going to put it out there. Right. Like I could really dissect this and say, I'm going to cut out this sentence I said, because it was stupid, um, you know, or whatever it is at some point, like you get to be so anal over your work. You're like, yeah, I, I like a lot of times I won't even listen to this back. It kind of is what it is unless I make a huge error. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah, no, I agree. You can get so anal. And the other thing that I really love about TV and film is that I feel like it's more collaborative than improv, which it took me a while to feel that way. And I think a lot of people wouldn't understand that because, you know, in, when you're improvising with your ensemble, you're literally creating it out of nothing. So it, it's totally collaborative. But there's just something about when you get on a big set, realizing that there are over a hundred people collaborating over the past three months just to get to today. Wow. And there's still people yet beyond you and your part where you just walk in and say your line and leave <laughs> that there are people who are going to take it across the finish line who haven't even started their work on it yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just really fascinating. Um, so I love it. And so to do that on a smaller scale, like we did with Rick and Len or like I did with dog moms, you know, it's so, it's so fascinating to do that. And then to learn how to give up some control and not to kind of want to, just put your fingerprint on everything, but learn to love seeing how when everybody comes in and says their piece, the, the, the project gets better and better. And then with, you know, like successful people, that's a great example. I had, I was in one episode in season one and I came in and had, we had so much fun with what I brought to the table that when they wrote season two, they wanted to make me a series regular because it was so much fun. And we had such a good time on set. Um, but, you know, that was also me knowing what my job was and just doing my job, not turning into a producer, not turning into, you know, an editor or director or trying to, you know, I just stayed in my lane because I knew what my job was. It was really, it's just really fun. Well, that's, and that's what I love about, about you looking at like your reel and some of the work that you've done, whether it's shameless where, you know, it's a scene or, or, or blackish, I mean, uh, or mm -hmm. successful people, you, you, your characters, you have very strong characters. And, and sometimes I think oh, that's just you. like an innate thing. But uh, you can't you can't help but I don't want to say uh, stealing a scene. It's just like that. That's the characters that you that you seem, in my opinion, that you seem to play. I don't know how intentional that is, but I could totally see that in, in successful people where maybe you were oh, the plan was only bring this character on once, but like we need to see more of this character. Thank you. Well, I gotta say. <laughs> They wrote such a wild ass character that <laughs> she was so fun to play. I mean, she was just so obnoxious. And so in season two, the first thing I did was like go online and find the most buck wild outfits that I could for her. <laughs> and, you know, and that was just so fun just to be able, she's just written as like the most annoying and obnoxious human being on the planet. And like, what a gift. It's so fun to play her. <laughs> it's so fun to be given that liberty to just be so 
oblivious to other people's pain. It's it's really really fun. <laughs> <laughs> that, is is it a challenge um, like to do something like that and maybe take direction from somebody else? Be, being from an improv background, you're just kind of like you said, trained to think on your feet. It's a it's a muscle that you just you you work out over the years, and then to go on a set whether whether it's you know successful people or not to take direction from somebody else. Like if you you make a choice. And you kind of are, are you're you're trained to be like this is my choice and this is what we have, and that's what we're going with, and uh, but on a set where you you can maybe do a couple takes or something like that, and somebody gives you some direction, it, was that a hard adjustment for you? No, it wasn't for me. And the acting studio where I study here in LA, um, you know, that's kind of really how I put my improv skills to use is to just be able to change on a dime. So, you know, that's why I'm talking about, like, staying in my lane, knowing what my job is. Sure. My job when I go to set is to do whatever they tell me to do. Right on. You know, unless it's my project, right? And I'll be honest, when when it's my project, the money is flowing out of my pocket. So when <laughs> I show up on a set where somebody is putting money in my pocket, I will do whatever they tell me. You that, know what I mean? Like, that makes that's, sense. That's my job. <laughs> that, that so makes sense. So whenever they give me a direction, I got to figure out how to make it work, you know? And so I think my improv really helps in that sense because I'm willing to try it a different way, a different way, a different way until they're happy with it. You know, I think that's awesome because, you you, you know, it's like a level of professionalism and that, you know, that that respect that you have for the people that have done all the work leading up to that point where you go up and say your line and, and for the people that come afterwards, because uh, we've had a lot of other actors and actresses on and, and, and that's a big thing. And I, and I think a lot, there must be a lot of people that maybe don't take, don't take the work as seriously or, or act as professionally because that I, I've had a couple actors and actresses on where it's like, that's uh that's a, that's a real like insult to everybody when somebody comes on they don't know their lines or they didn't you know they they didn't study the character yeah (laughs) i mean i think that part of this la mystique right or this industry mysterious is that like the actor is the most important person on set and that's that's a joke like you're not in my opinion you know especially like a day player you your job is to show up and not hold the production up right yeah and and, and make everybody feel real happy that they hired you. You know, I think, and I also have a business background. And so I just love to make everybody really happy with their choice in hiring me. <laughs> right. That's awesome. I want to show up and do my part and make everybody really, really happy. And, you know, having been on smaller sets and, and, and had the opportunity to kind of screw up along the way when it was my production and then learn, oh, I don't want to do that gave me a lot of experience from when it wasn't my production and when I was on Blackish and when I was on Shameless or um, this last fall, I was on Modern Family and I was on This Is Us and, you know, just to kind of show, I couldn't believe how fast the production of This Is Us moved. They moved so lightning fast and I was just glad that I didn't get thrown because, you know, it was in a scene with um, Justin who plays uh, the brother and it was all hush hush because he had a beard and nobody was supposed to know the end. Like it was all this like lockdown. But I kept fangirling out and having to really keep myself in check because Ken Owen was directing oh. and he was Michael Stedman and thirty something. And when I was little <laughs> watching that, I was like, "Oh my god, I'm getting next to Michael Stedman!" Like I had to keep myself 
in like I had to just stay in my lane and do my job because I did not want to hold up this production that was moving so fast. It was unbelievable. Plus, it's also fun to just go on different sets and see how each set is so different. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, you named them. It's uh, you know, like this is us in Modern Family. I mean, here you are, uh, uh, you know, a, a, a girl from Illinois, Champaign, Illinois, and now you're you're right. on the set of This Is Us. You know, the arguably this the biggest show on TV or Modern Family. You yeah. know, it's it's just uh, yeah. it's I don't know how you don't go fangirl. I would I would be going fanboy like crazy. Like, uh, it's it's got to sometimes pinch yourself. I don't. <laughs> I, well, I pinch myself when I book it, and then when I get to by the time I get to set, I am so excited to work, and I'm excited to see how this set works because you know, I mean, they're two totally different genres, and so like, what's it going to be like? This is a one-hour, you know, relationship drama, and this is a half-hour single cam, and you know, I'm just, and this is in its ninth season, and this is in its, you know, um, second season. Like, uh, there's just so much to take in. I'm just like, a, I'm like a, a sponge. I just want to absorb it all. And learn and learn and learn, and and it's funny because I, I you know and I could tell that 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 you learn from everything you do because, uh, you know, just let's talk about dog moms and how far like just the production of the the stuff you you've <laughs> created. I mean that's that's a big it's a big uh, I, I, improvement. I don't want to say like the other stuff isn't great. It is. And I think uh, Rick, oh, Rick and Len totally Fiction true. is hilarious, but the production value on Dog Moms, uh, you know, it may be some of its technology, but you can see that you've, you've, you've yeah. learned a lot along the yeah. way. So 100%. It, so yeah, I mean, it is amazing how every year the technology gets better, the cameras get better, editing gets better. Um, and then also, you know, I did that in Chicago um, with people who are also kind of building their work and they were great and I love them and I, I wouldn't do it any, any other way. And out here, I just kind of asked around and found some people who are also building their work. And I just kind of lucked into working with a couple guys who are great at directing and DP, you know, sure. and technology is better. And they were, they were really smart. I love working with them, Ryan and Craig, uh, Ryan Lagat and Craig Tilby. They knew that most likely this was going to be watched on a phone, so the lighting didn't have to be perfect. It just had to be, you know, it didn't need to be Emmy Award-winning lighting. Sure. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it yeah. It just needed to be good enough so we could move forward and keep on time. You know, because one day we had six dogs on set, and that was crazy. Um, but, you know, and, and that everything in that was improvised. It was yeah. totally improvised, and then we spent all of our time editing it together and piecing it together into small um, episodes. How do you even so come all, up with the idea? Of the work was on the backside. <laughs> how, how, do you, how do you even come up with the idea for Dog Moms? I just love this this idea. Um, oh, it's, well. It, <laughs> it's almost like Dance Moms. I don't know, you know? if you... <laughs> yes, you know that show? Yes, of course. Oh, my God. Well, I really dislike reality TV. I think it's... A scourge on society. Sure. And I am obsessed with Dance Moms. I cannot stop watching it. I hated myself for watching it. And it dawned on me as I'm in season seven watching these, you know, young women and young girls incur like emotional abuse that if there were a show where an animal, if a dog were getting yelled at like that, 
I would stop at nothing to get that show off the air. Yet, here I was, every Tuesday night, showing up on time to tweet about it and find out what outrageous thing was going to happen. And so mostly it was born out of a hatred of my own behavior. I had to parody it. I had to, like, just make a commentary on it. And um, she actually called. Abby Lee called um, my manager to talk, wanted to chat about it until I think she went back and looked through my Twitter. (laughs) She saw some terrible things that I had said, and then that fell through. And then she went to prison. So I do have an idea for season two, but, um, you know, shooting with six dogs was a nightmare. Oh, I can imagine. You know, I love about it being a dog owner. I just, it's, 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 I think it just makes it even that much funnier because sometimes I got to catch myself. Oh yeah. (laughs) Oh yeah. 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 I mean, it really was like a love, a love letter to people who watched that show (laughs) and, and a hate letter to myself. (laughs) (laughs) Putting on that wig and those nails every day and that makeup. My God. (laughs) Again, another strong character though. I love it. Um, So that you said that was all that was all like uh, improvised, huh? Yeah, we had we knew the structure. We knew there'd be interviews. We knew there'd be a rehearsal. We knew there'd be like a show. We knew there'd be the moms talking. We knew there'd be like the actors. We knew that stuff, but we and we had a couple ideas, but it was not scripted. <laughs> That's not awesome. Scripted. So, did they do like a, yeah. would, would they do a couple takes with like the you know try some different lines with the with the in, within the same um, scene and you just pick the best a one? A little bit. I mean, with the dogs, we just kind of tried to get it. And then um, Ryan, who was mostly directing in that one, was would just hear something and then he would say, "Let's go back and make sure you say it like that or say that." Um, and you know, and then everybody there was just so brilliant and fun and willing to pitch in and cooperate. And so people would pitch stuff, you know, kind of left and right if we were if we were lost in the moment. Uh, you know, and we had a pyramid. Like, you know, we just knew there would be certain things, but we didn't know exactly how those things would go. And and, and th- that show itself, it, it got uh, it got some buzz. Um, you were selected in what uh, 2016 for New Media, the New Media Film Festival, and uh, Austin Revolution yeah. Film Festival. How exciting is yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, it was fun. I mean, I didn't go. I went to. I think it was the New Media. I didn't fly out to Austin for that. But it's fun to submit your work to festivals and have it be seen um, elsewhere. You know, we submitted Brick and Line to the um, L.A. Web Fest uh, when, when we released it, and all four of us came out here and had a great time um, in 2013 when, when that happened. So that, that was fun. But, you know, it, it is kind of nice to put it together and then feel like it's a package that you can submit. And I was in somebody else's web series that she did, a first-person web series called Suzanne Land, and she just had it premiered at Sundance, and it's looking for distribution. So, like, there's lots of lots of avenues for people to put together really well-constructed um, and produced web series. Uh, I mean, I think people are kind of dying for that content because it's just kind of a niche in between like YouTube, social media people doing blogs right. and kind of like high end first person narrative stuff, you know? So it's this nice kind of niche that there's a lot of opportunity. Yeah. And you know, a, a, a big point that, that you touched on is like a lot of people are watching this on, on their phone. Well, maybe they're on the train or, or, or whatever yeah. on their yeah. commute, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, that's, it's, yeah. it's a, there's an audience there for sure. Um, I do want to touch on uh, yeah. you. You uh, you were you had a re- recurring role on uh, on 
on teachers on TV Land, correct? I did. Yeah, I did. And it's uh, our Those friends are from Chicago. Yeah, yeah. We had uh, Katie Culleton and Katie O'Brien on. Did you know them before you moved out to Chicago, or is it just just by chance? Um, we met in Chicago. So I um, taught Katie Culleton at I O and Level One, and then I knew a couple of them throughout the community. And I was just with Katie O'Brien last night. We were at a, a function. Um, and she's, they're doing great. They're filming, or they're, yeah, filming season three right now, which is so wonderful. Um, and so they put together, they raised some money, and then Cap Gun Productions put together their original web series called Teachers. Okay. Which was a series of anywhere of like 20 second episodes to like three minute or five minute episodes. And I was in two short episodes with Katie Colleton. Um, and then Katie, I moved out shortly before Katie Colleton moved out here. So we, we've been out here around the same amount of time. She's one of my, my good friends out here too. So I see her real frequently. That's awesome. It's a small world, smaller than yeah. people think. That's, that's it awesome. is. So they were kind enough to write me in on season one, um, as Terry, this mean mom. <laughs> and then season two, they brought me back for a super fun, um, super fun recur as Terry, mean mom again. Uh, and so you know, I'm hoping for a third, but I understand if <laughs> they have a lot more, if they want to bring on a lot more fun people. They've been able to get some really cool guest stars in there. Like, um, every, every season they have some really, really fun guest stars. Oh yeah. That shows a riot, man. It really is. And it's, for, for me, it's just fun to see it, It's, and I'm not just, I'm not patronizing or anything. Um, but I just love seeing, uh, female comedians doing stuff and getting it out there and having it be well received because I don't think there's enough of that personally, yeah. but, and, and they yeah. just kill it. I mean, I would put that, I would put teachers up against any other comedy on TV. Easy. Hands down. It's, it's hilarious. Um, Thank you. I, I agree. I love their point of view and I just feel like, you know, it's getting better and better every season because they're getting, you know, used to the production schedule and everything. And I mean, they do everything. They produce it. They executive produce it. They write it. They star in it. It's an exhausting schedule for them, but they're really crushing it. Yeah, I can imagine. So, um, you're going to be on uh, Judd Apatow's uh, show on Netflix, Love, right? Thir- season three. I am. <clears throat> yeah, that, that's. Uh, I am season three. Coming out March 9th, It comes out on Netflix. I, I haven't caught that show. I was just talking. I was just talking to my wife. I'm like, I want to watch this show because it's got uh, Jillian Jacobs in it. I and I loved her in Community and it's the the, the cat. I mean, anything yeah. Judd Apatow is is great yeah um so so can you tell yeah. us anything about uh, what you'll be doing on this show or is it top secret yeah i play a character that is very very um different from me her name is cousin lisa and she's a midwestern woman <laughs> uh but it, it was a fun it was a fun episode to shoot i worked all week and um, the director, her name was Nisha Ganatra, and she's directed some amazing comedy. So it was really fun to watch her work. And there were some fun guest stars in that episode. And some people that I have watched, like, my whole life that I got to work with and improvise a little bit with. That set was very fun and improvising with. And it's a really cool episode. So um, I'm very, very excited yeah, that's uh, that that should be a fun one. And uh, like, is that something you audition for, or do you just know somebody and they said, "Hey, I got a I got a part no, for you." I auditioned. There's um an, uh, a casting agent in town who does a lot of comedy, and I had really wanted to get in to see her. And a couple weeks before, my agent had said, "Like, who's your dream casting office you want to get into?" And I said, "Allison Jones." And then this role came up like 
two weeks later. And so I got in and I booked it and it was great. That's awesome. That, that That's yeah. exciting. I can't wait for that. So March 9th, that comes out on Netflix. And uh, and, and, yeah. and I don't want to keep you, Lisa. I know you got other things going on, but I do want to make sure we promote the website, lisalinky.com. That's L-I-N-K-E.com. Um, Facebook, yeah, Twitter, Instagram, you. it's all, it's Linky. Again, L-I-N-K-E. We'll make sure we share that mm-hmm. stuff. Lisa, is there anything yeah. uh, else we can plug talk about? What, do you, what else yeah, can we look out for? you know what? On Instagram, every Sunday at 1230 Pacific, 330 Eastern, I do a live improv show called Suggestion Sunday. And so all you have to do is be on Instagram, and it helps if you follow me because then you can find it really easily. But um, you uh, just click on my um, photo on my uh, profile uh, between 1230 and 1, usually my time. Pacific time. And what happens is I do 60 second character monologues and scenes based on your suggestions that you type in the comment section. And then sometimes I invite people to do, because the technology and Instagram is there where we can do a split scene. Um, sometimes I have special guests already there. Um, sometimes we do group scenes where we use the whole audience there as the group. It's really, really fun. It's quick. You can jump in and out. You don't have to stay the whole time. You don't have to participate. Um, but it, it's really fun, and um, you can plug. I have a section at the end where you can plug anything you want as well. That's awesome. So you can find Lisa's uh, Instagram is it's linky, uh, and it's uh, mm-hmm. I T S L I N K E on Instagram. That's uh, yeah, Instagram Live. Very cool stuff going on there, and it seems like you're already all over it. I love it. Yeah, it's kind <laughs> of a nice way to have a live show every week, and. You can watch it uh, from all over the world, and then I save it for the – I put it on my story, so it's available for 24 hours after after I'm done um, posting it. So if you can't make it, you can at least see what, what happens. Right on, right on. We'll definitely take a look at that. Yeah, so come on. You and I can improvise together. There we go. There we go. I'll have to uh, dust off, uh, dust off the, that uh, – yeah, it's been a while, but it'll be, yeah, for sure. I definitely want to at least watch. I think I'll, I'll be a spectator and I just see totally how it's going. Take care of you. It's so <laughs> easy. You'll look like a pro. Perfect, perfect. Well, Lisa, thank you so much for coming on, and uh, we'll look out for you definitely on on Instagram and uh, on on uh, the new season of Love. Uh, again, it's March 9th on Netflix. Look out for it, um, Lisa. Thank you so much. Best of luck to everything, and and hopefully we have you thank on down you. the road just to reconnect. Oh my gosh, yes. Please, go have some deep dish for me. All right, sounds good. Thank you very much. Thank you. All right, bye. Bye-bye. All right, so there you have it, Lisa Linky, Chicago's own. I know she's from Champaign, but we're going to claim her for our own. She's Chicago's own. Uh, she's done it all, I.O., Second City, The Annoyance. She's been on Shameless, Blackish, uh, Successful People. Uh, she's going to be on Judd Apatow's love on netflix march 9th a new season comes out uh she's done it all this is us modern family you name it she's done it look out for her uh follow her on instagram facebook um twitter it's uh they're all the same at it's linky i-t-s-l-i-n-k-e or check out her website lisalinky.com uh thanks again for checking us out Hopefully you're subscribing. You can follow us on Twitter or Instagram at Bill and Dave Show, Facebook.com slash the Bill and Dave Show. Uh, drop us a like. Rate us. Usually when you listen to us on some kind of format, there's a rating system and it's usually five stars. We'll take whatever you're willing to give. Uh, but that goes a long way. Rate us, leave a comment, tell your friends, subscribe, share. 
Uh, we like to interact with our listeners, so if you tweet us, we'll tweet you back. Um, yeah, thanks a lot, and uh, we'll see you next time. Oh.